Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used at Right, well, welcome to the Cobra Cast for the present. Just, just gotta cut you off there, mate. Just gotta, gotta cut you off there. Welcome to another episode of the Cobra Cast. I'm your host, Ricky Dr. V. Pietridge, and with me is a very special guest, Ricky Ricky the Preslogan. How are you, mate? Um, very well, thanks, mate. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, I thought uh, I'd have to. I had to slot that one in somewhere. Yeah, well, no one, no one's going to get what you're talking about, but anyway. Well, you can fill the people in, mate. You were a guest on a on a, a forum, I guess. A uh, webinar, okay. webinar they were calling it. Yeah, just you know. Because of all the great work we've been doing, now we're, we're getting asked to talk at webinars and stuff, just for the local community, uh, cancel and stuff, for the, all the other clubs to help them out with all the, uh, you know, ideas that we've been doing to increase engagement. So yeah, that's good. Nah, it's it was good, good to be invited, and yeah. Yeah, I, yeah was, when you told me you got invited, I was like, oh, well, hopefully you, you, know, you on the other end of the questions this time around. Yeah, so, it was, was alright. Goodness, I'm glad you got the invite and I didn't, because I'd probably be like, nah, you can do it, Rifty. <laughs> I, had, I had Madden to play yesterday on, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, nice. So how's your week been since last week, mate? It's, oh, yeah, it's been pretty good. As you well know, you know, we've just started the NFL season where, you know, the Rock and the Patriots hat, so... Uh, we are big NFL fans as well as Aussie Rules fans. And so it was good to have the uh, gridiron back on TV, even if my team still doesn't know how to freaking coach. And yeah. So. I was going to bring that up because uh, not only are my Pats 1 0, mate, but the, uh, the Deflators in our fantasy league are also 1 0. No thanks to your star quarterback that wants all that money. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Well, you're going to take your first L this week because we are head to head. So. Oh, forget about that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the uh, the Cobra Cast showdown in the fantasy football. Oh, mate, so. If the uh, if the round, week one's anything to go by, you're probably going to blow me out the water quite uh, quite easily. Yeah, well, I got to be honest. I thought Bear Trap was was better than that, but no, nah, yeah, yep, just left a player on the on the on the team, but. Wasn't even playing and was out injured. So yeah, even for a man that sits in front of a computer for work all day, at working from home, mind you, so he's got plenty of time to change his team. It was a bit a uh, bit disheartening to say that he didn't get around to it. Yeah, say that he, he he prioritised his work commitments over fantasy football. Yeah, disappointing. Oh well, so uh, you know his loss, my gain. So that's it, mate. Top so of we're... the ladder for now. I'll enjoy it while it lasts. That's it, mate. So uh, where are we off to this evening? 
Mate, we're going to Zurich. So, that is Switzerland, is it not? Um, I believe so. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm talking shit, is it? <laughs> ah, lovely. So, uh, I was at AFL Europe, actually. So, that's where we're off to. So, I'll give you my podcast recommendations on uh, Wednesday night's episode. But tonight, the fact that we're in Europe, I thought it would be uh, rude of me not to bring up what's happening this weekend in Europe. It's the, uh, the Festival of Football. So, um, now, because obviously a lot of seasons were cancelled this year across Europe, they've decided they're going to do a, a one-day tournament format, which will say we're different from country to country. Um, like sort of all in the same guidelines, but, and then they're going to have a winner at the end of the day. So it gives every team in every country in Europe a chance to uh, play footy if they didn't get a season this year. So it's a fantastic initiative that uh, AFL Europe has come up with. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they've hosted the teams to... Uh, run a tournament, host a country to host a tournament. I've just read, I'm looking at it, I'm like, 26th of September, we can't be 26th of September, that's grand final weekend. But I've just realised that, uh, yeah, no longer in September this year. Yeah, but yeah, and that's... Uh, weeks later. Yeah, partnered with um, National NAB. So it's good to see NAB getting involved and staying involved with the footy over in Europe. So some of the players, you know, Finland, Sweden, Poland, Bulgaria, Russia, I'm pretty sure the Netherlands have got it. I think Germany may be doing it. You know, it's... We might need to get uh, Ryan Davey on you know, after the week after to chat about it and find out how it all went, I reckon. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Uh, and I tell you what, I wish we were getting a festival of footy right about now. That'd be awesome. But And uh, hope, hopefully they have some fun. They get some good games in. And, um, yeah, there's some good good footy getting played. Um, not sure if the Zurich Giants are taking place in it. But, um, um, that is yeah, something we'll... I probably should have looked at. But yeah, we are speaking at Darren. He's from the Zurich Giants. Uh, they're not just the, the standard, standard bloody boring orange and white Giants jumper though. They're a little bit different, and uh, the jumper gets a gets a showing in the episode, and he sort of explains the finer details of it. So yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was a little bit different. It, it was a jumper that from the you know, you know the just looking at it, you'd sit there and go. Uh, Probably wouldn't feature in the top 50 of our jumpers. And then you find out the backstory too. You're like, yeah, no, the, the fact that the G's different, the colours are different. It's not just, as you said, orange, charcoal, and black and white. It's the, and the Zurich colours, I think it is. Or Yeah, yeah. It's, these it's, were recorded a long it's time got, ago. Um, got um, something to do with their flag and Zurich flag and stuff. So, yeah, a bit interesting. And, you know, we will mention again, congratulations to... The uh, South Dublin Swans were taking out the best jumper in the world on the Cobra Cast. And... Now, we're speaking about jumpers, mate. Now, we're recording these before the weekend. So, we don't know if the Waterland Eagles have triumphed over Amsterdam Devils yet. But they're going to be, they would have played their jumper in their first ever actual Waterland jumpers. O'Neill's got them rushed to them for the grand final. So, for the first time ever, Waterland actually going to run out in their own. Not, not a West Coast Eagles replica. Their own Waterland Eagles O'Neill's jumper for their grand final. That's fantastic. Awesome. What a way to debut your, your brand new jumper. And well, well, hopefully we'll be able to chat to the boys in a month or so once they stop partying if they win it. Now, the question is, right, if you win a grand final, that jumper is going to be the most, ex- like, most expensive jumper you've ever worn. Effectively, you're only ever going to wear it once and you're going to want to order a new jumper next year anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that's... They'll do that, but yeah. I know I would. If we went a grand final, maybe sitting right up here, everything off the walls. Yeah. Oakland's Oakland's baby photos out the window here. It is. It'd be fine to be my premiership jumper. 
that's all right. Oh, well, let's get into this one and then we'll uh, catch you on the next one. So this is almost speaking to Darren from the Zurich Giants and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Today we would like to welcome Darren from the Zurich Giants. Uh, thanks for joining us. All right, mate. Thanks for having me. No, we appreciate you taking the time out of your Sunday afternoon for joining us. Um, and let's get stuck into the questions. First of all, how did you come across Aussie Rules over in uh, Switzerland? Uh, myself, that was a drunken Aussie day evening in a pub. There was a handful of the founding members or the, yeah, the founding crew from IFL Switzerland there. And I the, heard a couple of people say in the evening that oh, there's an AFL league here. I was like, oh, bullshit, I believe that. And uh, yeah, I got talking to a couple of them and they said, yeah, we're looking for a team here in Zurich. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll wait till it gets a bit more serious and then we'll, I'll consider it. And I think even during the night, I said, yeah, well, look, if you need a coach or whatever, I've never done it before, but I've played a bit of footy. Um, give me a call and I'll be happy to help out. And here I am now as a coach and vice president. <laughs> oh, nice. So when and, and how did they... Uh... You start up the Zurich Giants, and why did you choose the Giants? Yeah, well, there's a couple of answers there. When we started, it was uh, about March, I think, last year. We started to get a handful of people together, um, running around on a local park because there's no actual footy ovals here. They're all the soccer fields and the rectangle, smaller pitches and that. And even to get those are quite tough to rent. But yeah, we just started kicking the ball around at the start handful of people and then it eventuated we started to do a bit of advertising uh the president yuli she's an absolute power horse she uh does 99 percent of the work and she did a lot of advertising through the universities and schools and um local supermarkets and stuff like that and the gym and slowly grew from there just word of mouth as well a lot of people started coming in and then we officially got founded in september so as an actual proper club legal and things like that and yeah then we come come to the agreement within the committee there's four of us we had an evening of trying to think of a name and a logo and colors and stuff like that so on the giants was one on the list and we all kind of really liked that there's a few different names it was like the crocodiles and cockatoos and all this type of stuff and yeah the giants kind of kind of stuck with us and that was quite good because of the new the new team in the league like gws back home so we thought yeah that's that's quite good we can go with that yeah nice and I, i've noticed that your color like majority of clubs that we've spoken to are the giants around the world have got the standard orange color scheme but you guys have got a bit uh, a blue color scheme you, you jump a similar again it's the blue why did you guys choose the blue color instead of the orange for the giants yeah, got the jumper right here if it's all right to show yeah no, absolutely um, so that that there is our with the g and the light blue and white and stuff like that we got that Designed by a graphic designer um, who's actually a part of our part of our committee now, Tim. He yeah, he did an amazing job with that. Uh, we went with the G purely because of the Giants as well. Um, very similar kind of logo, but a little bit more sharper. And the reason for the shape of the G there, because on the actual Zurich flag, so when you look at it like that, the bottom, this part of the G here. It's kind of up like a shield. That there is the Zurich or the, the state's flag here. And the colour as well. 
and that, that specific blue is exactly the, the region or the city's colour of their flag. Very simple, it's just white and blue. So we tried to integrate that into, into the top and something a little bit different as well, rather than just a black, white, red or yeah, similar. I, I like it. Rifty knows my uh, affection with you know, unique jumpers or jumpers that have a story behind them. And when we do come across a jumper like that, literally to, to the naked eye of our eye, it literally just sort of looks like a blue jumper with the Giants G on it. So you know there's actually a more detailed story behind it. I actually really enjoy. So yeah. I like it. So as you said, you only found it in September last year. Um, obviously, unfortunately, COVID-19 has meant your first season has been put on hold. Um, so how have you guys as a club navigated your way through this period to be up and ready to go if footy gets started? Yeah, well, it's it put up quite a... Yeah, like everyone, it's made our season a lot more difficult than it actually should have been. But because we've been training for over a year now without actually playing a game, we have a lot of newcomers and stuff like that. And I work a lot on just general fitness and uh, basic hand skills and ball skills. And then when we were not allowed to train anymore, I designed like a, a home, home fitness, home like a resume for everyone. And that, then I thought that's, that's not the best thing to have because not everybody will be as committed as, as myself or a couple of others. There might be five out of 15 people to do it. So then I come up with the idea of doing it over Zoom. So we did it all online, just like um, uh, hit a high in, interval intense training like that. So we do that two nights a week over the probably about two, two and a half months. So and we, we were getting consistently 12 to maybe 15 people joining. And we've invited people in the general public to join as well. So we really maintained our fitness during that period by going virtual, so online, over Zoom. And it was, it was really beneficial. So when we started training again, it's, uh, it really showed that we weren't blowing the cobwebs out. We could really get back into it and start with the ball skills again, which has been great. Uh, sounds, sounds great. And it's, uh, it's been good to learn how clubs are using the technology at hand to, to stay in, uh, involved with their club and also keep the fitness going. And, um, yeah, six months ago, I don't think anybody had heard of Zoom and now the whole world's using it. So you would exactly. have liked you would have liked to bought shares in Zoom a little while back. Yeah, hindsight. Uh, but how much support do you guys get from the other clubs in the league and the league itself in your your endeavour to to get this team going? Uh, from the other clubs, it's been really really good. We have an amazing community, to be honest, uh, or community. With uh, got a team down in Geneva, the Geneva Jets team in Vintertour, the Lions, and also in Basel. And even though we're all our own entity and own team, when we cross the line, we go to war and stuff like that. But outside of it, as an actual community, it's, it's amazing. Like sometimes in the preseason anyway, everyone was welcome at our training. We were welcome at their trainings. Depends on where people are working and stuff like that. Um, and it's really good. Like any support that we need, even when we were, when we were doing the AGM and things like that, getting official. Uh, we were quite often in touch with the guys from Basel and the guys from Vintertour as well, really helping out, and even Geneva, to be honest, um, just to get it all, all really official and, and, and professional, and that was a great help. So we all, it's like a huge community. Yeah, nice. So how were you looking for, for numbers of players uh, before, obviously, it all got uh, went into lockdown, but 
sort of how many players were you looking at having for the season? Yeah, well, we've got on our members list, um, I think it's about 34 at the moment. Uh, 34 and out of that 34, there's about six, six to eight that are just kind of like social members or kind of supporters in a way that won't play. So that gives us a list of about 25, 26 people. Um, and that's that's quite healthy because we're only, here we only need nine people on the field. And we're only allowed to be on the team sheet. So to have such good numbers, uh, it's really impressive for the first year anyway. So, um, it's yeah, good. It's um, something that, even even clubs that have been going for a while are, are sort of not getting those kind of numbers over in uh, Europe. So to to be looking heading into your first year with those kind of numbers, that's pretty decent. And hopefully, COVID hasn't put too much a dampener on that, and you're only able to strengthen the numbers before you get going next year. Yeah, well, that's it. So we've still potentially got a couple of games this year, um, but we'll see how it goes. So they might just kind of be. Matches in a way, not an official season, but we'll see. Let the um, committee decide, decide that. We'll just look forward to play. What I do love, though, is that they haven't even played a game yet. They've already got social members. How good's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, whereabouts do you guys train and where will you be playing when you eventually get to play a game? Yeah, well, we were originally training um, just at a local park here, so we had to kind of dodge the dogs and sunbakers and stuff like that when the sun was out, which was... We had a lot of luck, to be honest, so far, because every, I think it's every second Wednesday, there was people playing soccer on there, and like I said, there's dogs running around and stuff. It's, it's a public area, so it's not... We can't turn around and say, oh, can you please move if we're trying to train here. But on, on that side of things, we've been really lucky. But now we've actually... Uh, being able to secure an official training ground for us at a school. And that's that's a big help. So we've got actual change rooms there available, like facilities, showers and stuff like that, and a nice big, big open area for us to pop the train. And if someone is sunbaking, then we're allowed to say <laughs> How many uh, strange looks did you get by pe- from people walking past with a you know, bikes kicking a footy around over there? Yeah, you always you always get a few people stopping and so what what's this? Is this rugby? It's always rugby. And it's like no, no, it's it's kind of like rugby. Uh, it's just re- it's really hard to explain to someone that's never seen the game. We t- I always try and say it's like it's got a bit of rugby. It's got a bit of American football without the padding. It's got a bit of soccer. Maybe a little bit of basketball because we can do all those skills from each sport and kind of throw it in there and a bit of rugby as well. Doesn't it's that just- it's like all those sports just better. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's faster, it's harder, and it's just it's a spectator sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, all around the world. We've we've covered uh, all the continents now, and uh, except for Antarctica, unfortunately, we're still working on that. Um, but everywhere, it's, it's a similar story. That you know, people see them kicking around this ball in the park. Oh, you're playing rugby, and it's. No, it's not rugby. This is an Aussie game that they kick this odd shape all around and they jump on each other's heads and you know yeah. it's all this stupid stuff. But it's 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 very impressive though that in your first year you've already got a permanent training base with change rooms and facilities. Like we like the clubs have been running for thirty years and they still just train at the back of a you know, a public park and play in the middle of paddocks. So to get that is really impressive. It must be. A real help in trying to drive your club forward in the future. 
Yeah, it is. Like even um, I must say, like our committee that we have, the four people, uh, we've we've always been very professional and proficient. It's whenever we we wanted to get stuff done and we get it done. We've had many social events that has been quite successful financially. Um, and even just pure interest from word of mouth. Like we've had a local pub here. Um, they've even, like I know the owner, he's, he himself has come and he's like, hey, I've heard you guys are doing really good or you're starting to get bigger. I'd love to be a sponsor. So even for that, for people to come to us, we haven't even approached, we've got all that in line or set up to go and approach people, but this year it's impossible. Um, even those type of things, word of mouth, in quite a large city for a very small club, We've, we've done an amazing job. And it's not just within our committee as well, it's even AFL Switzerland in general. They've all, everyone that's involved, they really, they're all very passionate people and they get a lot of stuff done. It's really impressive. Yeah, it sounds, sounds amazing. And it, it must be a testament to the people over there in Switzerland that are willing to embrace it as well and um, think outside the box a little bit and accept a, a sport where, like you said, there's, there's places all around the world that just, been playing it for 20 30 years and they still struggle to get local involvement and they're still you know supporters and sponsors they find it very hard to come by so the fact that you're getting sponsors actually coming to you is is pretty impressive um and you always need a good bar to sponsor you that's for sure that's it it is cold and keeps flowing yeah and so what about the social side have you in, in in trying to get the club started, have you done many social events with the group yet? Yeah, we've done a few, just like uh, come and try sessions, what we call over here. It's literally probably maybe a month or two months beforehand. We um, we design like a flyer and hand out. It could be at a supermarket, could be at a gym. Just kind of everyone, just speak to anyone, hand a flyer out, stick it on a pole or whatever. And we generally, I think the first time which was last year we had over 30 people come actually play there was from kids there was girls there was old guys young people people that have only sometimes even heard about the game that they just come and it's like oh so this is what it is they still come and try um which is really good and then we have always had like a barbecue and stuff afterwards and things like that even after training we've had two or three little events like that kind of like a family day barbecue and drinks afterwards and yeah it's we haven't been able to do too much. Um, over the winter break, I think we had just kind of like a dinner at someone's house. There's a group of us there going to catch up just to keep the, the club contact going over winter and stuff like that, which is nice. But summer will do a couple more as well. So when you say that um, you put up flies and got people out there and you had 35 people rock up, was that a major shock to you or was it just sort of expecting you know, decent numbers? Because for my thinking that you're in a foreign country playing this foreign game and to get 35 people that come up that may have never heard the game before is just incredible. Yeah, well, there was out of the 35, I think there was probably maybe half of them might have been from Vintertour Lions, the, the, one of our other teams. So that was there to kind of help us out as well. And then the rest were just locals that have either seen a flyer or heard about it. Um, and the first one, which is last year that we did, I then had kind of said, yeah, look, I'd be more than happy to do a coach, just like be a coach, something like that. Never done it before. When I turned up and seen this massive group of people, I was like, what's going on? I was, and I just kind of literally, I just winged it. 
and thought, okay, so how many people have played? Because it's really hard to tailor a training session with, with people that have played, that have played a little bit or played not at all to keep everybody interested. It's, uh, it's quite a tough task. And then, but yeah, got it done with, with myself and the experience that I've got from other coaches and stuff in the past and then trying to break it down as, as small as possible. Um, everybody seems like they had fun, which is good. That's the main thing. Um, uh, Rifty, you know, I'm going to ask this question. What was the flyer like? Was it a good flyer? Was it a pretty, you know, a pretty shitty looking flyer? What did the flyer look like? And we'll explain after you answer. <laughs> Whoa, what did the flyer look like? It must have been pretty good to get 35 there. We used some bright colours, kind of like a green, nice green grass and a red football and stuff. Yes. It looked it, not too bad. It wasn't professionally done, but it did its job. <laughs> you can explain the story, Rifty. Uh, we spoke to... Um, how was it Swansea? Swansea, yes, yeah, Swansea. Swansea, and uh, he came across Aussie rules from a, what he described as one of the worst flies he's ever seen, um, up on a board at his uni, and he thought, "Stuff it, I'm going to go give this game a try anyway." So uh, <laughs> that's what yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, as soon as you said you made flies, I'm like, oh, I'm going to find out exactly how good these flies were because. If you had said oh, it wasn't the greatest fly in the world, I was going to turn around. All right, Rifty, tomorrow we're making up really shit flies and we're taking them around yes. our area. But um, the flies draw the crowd in. Yeah, we we have put up some pretty shit flies in the past, though. So. <laughs> Any success? Yeah, no. uh, shit, shit flies until my wife took on the, the job of uh, doing that type of stuff, and ever since then, perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, so, how long have you played footy for? Uh, myself, I think it's probably 12 or 15 years, I think. I've got it written down here somewhere. But, yeah, normal country Aussie kids start off very young, 8 or 10 years old, playing under-14s, under-12s, and then through to senior footy. I've had probably about a six- or eight-year hiatus of not playing footy while I was travelling around Europe and the world and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's in total around about probably 12 to 15 years. So what, what clubs did you play for back home? Uh, in country Victoria, started off in a little place called Cochrane, where I grew up in southwest Victoria. That's in uh, the southwest district league. Then played in Hamilton. It's a little bit bigger. That was the Western Border League, which is now actually the teams joined with the local rival, the Imperials, the Hamilton Kangaroos now. They play in the Hampton League. Um, yeah, so it's mainly just those two. Then went back to Coleraine after many years. Um, been away from footy, went and, went and got a flag down there for was 10 years this year, actually, 10 years ago. I've got two older brothers and some good friends. We all travelled back from Melbourne for a season and got ourselves a flag where we started. It's not a bad way to go about it. Just head back down there, win a flag, jet back across the other side of the world. Um, yeah. So what position do you play? Uh, at the moment, more so in the middle in the guts and sometimes in the ruck, something like that, just to try and help the players kind of get them in the right positions and stuff like that, down full back or full forward. It's kind of hard to scream the other yeah. end. Well, when you were playing in Victoria, what positions did you play? I obviously imagine we could play different or could be different to playing across there. Yeah, well, as, as a young, fit person, I was either on the wing or in the middle as well. Um, as I got a little bit older and stronger, I guess, as a centre-half forward, full forward, and sometimes in the ruck again, and then uh, always in the running position, even though I'm not much of a runner, to be honest. 
quite like it. <laughs> no, and, uh, so what what number do you wear? Yeah, well now I wear number five. Um, why I've chosen, I don't even know. I've had 27, I've had eights and six, and yeah, this year I went with five. Something. Jody. There's, no, there's no reason behind it. Um, there's no, I guess I could turn around and say for Gary Ablett because I'm a Geelong supporter, <laughs> but that certainly wasn't in the front of my mind when I chose five. Well, I was, my next question was going to be who you follow in the AFL, but we'll skip that and go to. I reckon we know. I reckon we know the answer to the next one as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> you mentioned somebody, but who's the favourite AFL player of all time? The favourite player of all time. Uh, considering I haven't watched AFL for probably about ten years now, I watch the grand final every now and then. But it's hard to go past Gary Senior from from when football was football. To be honest, yep, there are. Uh, it's been mentioned a few times. And yeah, it's hard to go past. You've got legends, you've great players like Carey and stuff like that. But yeah, for me as a Geelong supporter, I'd have to say Ablett. It's been interesting when we spoke to people that have only come across the game in the last few years, and then they still say people like Gary Ablett Senior that they've like they saw this guy and they've went back and watched his highlights on YouTube and they're like, oh, I can't believe the stuff he used to do. So yeah, yeah it's uh. We always get a a kick when we hear his name come up, especially when it's somebody that didn't grow up watching it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you would have got to see him uh, back in your younger days, flying high, taking those big grabs and kicking goals from everywhere. Yeah, well, mostly on the TV. I think we're down there. One game in Cadinia Park. I was very young then. Uh, I think my brother was playing on the... The little league or something like, that, like a half time, and you have a bit of a kick around. Back in the day, back in the day, it was quite a big thing for the country boys to go down to the city and watch the AFL. But even then, I think I spent most of the time either in line to get chips or going to the toilet. I was that young, so yeah. <laughs> couldn't see it. You know, so small. But uh, something we sort of we don't always ask, but what sort of took you over to Zurich in the first place, and and make that your home over there? Yeah, well, that's I think. Most people would probably answer the same. It's uh, a girl who's my wife now. We we met actually in Hawaii ten years ago now, and then uh, been here for six years now. Well, oh, very nice. Yeah, it's just uh, something's going on. Just uh, uh, sirens going on. No, <laughs> oh, someone's got the runner. <laughs> yeah, I sound pretty close too, which is concerning considering I live at the back of the state. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, now it's time for our dog's favourite part It's where we want you to throw some of your teammates under the bus And I'll Tell you what, mate, we need to get a sponsor for this part of the show Just get a, get a Grendez or someone <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah, It might be, a little, might be a little disappointing this part Because we haven't really had that too, like too many social events and stuff like that to find out But we'll see what happens Alright, well just feel free to just tag somebody as that And then they've got to try and prove it <laughs> Uh, so who's uh, the class clown? Uh, that's that's quite hard to put a name on it. There's quite a few funny people. Um, yeah, it's a name. It's, yeah, there's there's Nick. Nick, I won't won't say his last name, but there's Nick. He's quite a funny lad. Marty as well, the captain, vice captain. Um, there's a couple of girls that got really good sense of humor as well. It's nice. That's, that's what I like. 
a group answer that one there's no one one silly person i like when we get an answer where someone just can't pinpoint one person down because the whole club would just you know enjoy a laugh uh who would yeah. be the party animal party animal there'd be two two in that list uh that would be our president yuli She's quite often, if she's not organising the party for or a get-together for the club, she's organising the get-together at a house or sleeping on a train, coming home from somewhere. When we were down in Geneva partying, she would uh, say to get accommodation, she'd sleep on the train on the way home, which is quite an effort, I think, after the grand final last year. And also, again, Nick, he's quite often at music festivals and gigs and stuff like around. I see him on Facebook. He's, he's a little social butterfly. He's always out and about, which is good. I love how it's always the party animal seems to always be like the coach or the president rifty. It's always, <laughs> it always seems to be like two of the most important people at the club. Uh, the ones enjoy getting out and having a party the most, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there, I'm certainly not going to say that I'm the party animal because <laughs> at 9, 9.30, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you, you don't party hard. It, Ed Dog's usually in bed by 10, but he's... I've, 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 I've been known to go pretty hard during the day and then have people at my house and it gets to 10 o'clock and then all of a sudden I've just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Hour of power and then go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, then I sit there and try and work out just exactly how I'm like, well, you guys only rocked up two hours ago. I've been in it for 10 hours. So I'm, I'm hitting the hay. <laughs> yeah. um, what about the person that takes it far too seriously? Is anyone that... Has anyone taken training a little too serious? Uh, it's probably me. Probably me. <laughs> Sometimes I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say me for that. Although I'm not too much of a serious person, but I, I forget that 90% of the players are learning and sometimes they might do two or three things really good and I'm like, oh, he's really improving, that's good. Now we can get another 20% out of him. If I do one thing wrong and then I, I kind of... I don't scream, but I certainly let them know that something that wasn't right. So it's little things like if you kick it over someone's head, it's 10 push-ups. If you do it twice, there's 20 push-ups. If you don't lead into the centre, if you lead out to the boundary, there's 25 because I just don't accept it in the forward line and stuff like that. So Ooh, so I'd that's tough, me. tough coach. No, I, no, that last one I like. It's, <laughs> it, you heard me last year in the boundary line, Rifty, watching that forward line lead out to the pocket the whole time. Yeah. So I'm a full forward and... I think in the first about five minutes of round one, I had the runner sent out to me just to remind me, lead up the middle. Don't go to the pocket, straight up the middle. Very next lead again, I let out wide, runner comes out again. For the next game and a half, I was in point post to point post as far as I went. But I'm sitting on the sidelines and watching the forwards literally lead into the pocket every single time. It was just doing my head in. So I appreciate you getting stuck into them about that. But um, who's got the best nickname at the club? To be honest, we haven't even started any nicknames. Uh, again, that's quite a disappointing answer, I know. Um, no, nah, there there's no nicknames starters yet, which I want, to, I want to start integrating that because it's really hard to call people by their first name and to keep it. But yeah, we need to... Uh, Something you got. You got plenty of time before the first game to work on some. Yeah. There's any big husky sort of blokes just... The bear trap, get that one going over in Switzerland. He'll be. Nah, uh, I don't know why you want to try and get the bear trap going elsewhere, mate. It's just going to give our bear trap a bigger bloody head. Yeah, I know, but it's, it would be pretty funny. Be funny. <laughs> it'd be pretty uh, funny. No great nicknames yet, sorry, but I'll, I'll email you when, uh, when I'm 
create some. Nah, nah, we'll keep an eye on your social medias, and if anyone comes up we think it's got a good nickname to get to it, we'll throw it your way. I do, I do have one, but it's actually it was from last year because our president Yuli she played for Vintatua, and she in the grand final because we have we've also got a reserve side, kind of like the three northern teams play against Geneva because they have so many players. So we've got a, a reserve side which I also coach called the Northern Bears, and we were in the grand final. Well, there's only two teams, so. In the last game. Still made it. It was, it was on grand final day, so that's a grand final. Yeah. And it was the first time that we got so close. We, If Yuli had have done what she was supposed to do, we would have won because she got the ball out of the centre and I think she kind of panicked and turned around and just ran the wrong way. And she ran and ran and ran and she was like, oh, this is so easy. No one's catching me. I must be so fast. And she kicked it down to their forward line. And I think that like there was two two Geneva guys or girls quickly ran onto it, got it, kicked a goal, and she's like, "What happened?" Everyone was screaming at her, so I've actually kind of tagged her as U-turn Yuli. So you, you've <laughs> got to do a run back. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to I want to um, on Champions Night or Presentation Night, I want to actually name an award after her. So U-turn. U-turn. Yeah, bit of, a, bit of a joke award. A funny thing, but the, yeah. The biggest stuff up in a game gets the U-turn yeah. award. At all times, I've heard someone kicking the wrong way. That sounds like the most painful one. So close in the grand final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Jets are so good. Like if their senior team and their second team, the reserves, they got some play in both teams, but they are so good. And each time we played them, we get a little bit better, a little bit better. Like when I say a little bit closer, instead of losing by twelve goals, we might lose by ten. For me, that's not bad. <laughs> and then we actually got we were two or three points down. If we hadn't got that goal, or two points down. If we hadn't got that goal, we would have been four points up. I think it was like 30 or 40 seconds left. Oh. She goes, no. <laughs> Everyone was yelling and screaming at her and she, she'd come off. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why. It's like, it's done. Forget about it. It's all right. So we, we, had, we had one of those stories and it was, I think it was Hawaii Eagles. Where the guy got it out the middle, took off, thought, "How good's this? I'm clear," and he put it straight through the middle, and yeah. thought he kicked the ripper goal, but obviously it's a point because it's the wrong end of the field. So it would have been better actually just not tried to kick it to a forward and just hit it straight through the middle. At least you would have only been down a couple extra points. You might have been able to get the rebound. But actually, been smart. Kick it through from behind. They're up, up by behind. Clock obviously wouldn't stop. Sit there, just eat up the time, eat up the time, just kick it out of bounds, you're fine. <laughs> but no. But, uh, what could have been. Uh, but thanks, Eves, for joining us, mate. We do appreciate you taking the time out of your Sunday afternoon for joining us. Um, and where can everyone go to follow along with the Zurich Giants and, and sort of follow your journey as you do eventually get to play some games? Now, uh, first of all, thanks. It's no worries at all. Half an hour, an hour, that's easy to do. And it's, it's a good thing that you guys have, have taken the initiative to do this as well during this time and rather than just sitting there drinking cans. It's good to see. Um, well, on a Facebook page, it's just Zurich Giants AFC. That's, that's us. Instagram is exactly the same, Zurich Giants AFC. And the webpage is www.zurichgiantsafc.ch. Yeah, nice. We'll make sure we share all those and tag you in everything we do and hopefully uh, 
you get some games maybe at the the tail end of this year, and if not, get get a good season going next year, and um, hopefully have some success. Yeah, if not, we'll be an extremely fit team for the preseason. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we can't say the same. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks Ian for joining us, mate, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Yep, will do. Good luck with everything, guys, and thanks for your time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.